It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Naff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. Great to have all of you with us today. And today we're going to talk about inner healing. And we all know life can be difficult. And in some way or another, we all get hurt and we are all in need of healing in some way or another. But how do we deal with the hurt and the wounds and the pain of our lives? But it's more than just dealing with it. It's really all about healing it. And we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, our good friend, Father Albert Haas. Father Albert is a Franciscan priest and now chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas, that in the Archdiocese of Austin. Father Albert is also the author of 12 books on popular spirituality, and his uh, latest book, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, now available for pre-order on Amazon.com. Father Albert Haas, what a pleasure to have you back on the program. How are you doing today? Not him again. That Franciscan friar again, Chuck, <laughs> as I roll my eyes. No, listen, I'm really doing, I'm doing, doing great. Here in Central Texas, it's a beautiful, beautiful day, not a cloud in the sky, 70 degrees right now, oh. and it's just a great day to be alive. For all of us, no matter where we are, that is for sure. But, uh, hey, great to have you back on the program. Yeah, I looked this morning. Mm. Oh, Father Albert again. My gosh. <laughs> no, I love having your listeners, Your listeners must be getting sick of hearing me. Not at all. Not at all. But, hey, it's great to have you on the program. And uh, we're going to talk about inner healing today, as I mentioned. Uh, and uh, as we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you um, to join us on the program, Inner Healing, what's been your experience of that? And again, we'll get you into the program here in just a moment. But to Father Albert, get us started. Inner Healing, kind of give us an overview. What are we talking about? Well, so basically what we're talking about is that just about all of us experience life through the hurts and the wounds of our childhood. Because none, none, get, get, none of us gets out of childhood unscathed. And so as adults, what happens is we have a distorted vision of living life to the full as Jesus calls us to because of these hurts and these wounds oftentimes rooted in our, uh, in our past. And so it's kind of like we go through life as if we were Jesus on the cross with these bleeding wounds. But the, the beautiful thing about our faith you know, is we have that wonderful image, and undoubtedly, Chuck, it is my favorite image of Christ, and that is the risen Christ still has his wounds, but they are no longer bleeding. And I think that's the same thing that can happen to us, that through the grace of the resurrection, that our wounds that we all bear on our hearts and in our lives and the scars we carry, they, they drain us of our emotional and psychological energies, but we're not condemned to them. 
that really they can become as they did in the life of Christ. They really can become marks of victory. I love the idea, Chuck, that, you know, the risen Christ right now at this very moment, he still has his wounds, but they're no longer bleeding. And I really think that is the perfect image of what inner healing is all about. God doesn't make the wounds and the hurts disappear, but what he does do is, through his grace, he can make them stop bleeding, and suddenly they become these profound marks of victory for us. And so what I always like to say, what I always like to say to people is that there are really like five principles of inner healing, that, that as we work through the wounds and scars of our lives, we, we need to keep in mind five basic principles. I don't know if you want me to go through them right now. or how well, do I, I do, do but you know what, let's open up our phone lines and invite our listeners mm-hmm. uh, to uh, get involved in the program today. So let's do that right now. It's a toll-free okay. phone number sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. if you'd like to join us on the program. Don't forget you can email us, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. But as we talk about uh, inner healing today, what's been your experience of that? When have you uh, recognized uh, the hurt and uh, realized uh, that you were not only in need of some inner healing, but also took the steps to begin the healing process? We'd love to hear your story. And I'd like to say I'm going to bet that somebody listening today needs to hear your story. We'd love to have you join us again, toll-free phone number. 888-914-9149. So the five principles, Father Albert, go. Well, so the first one is we always practice inner healing in the continuing presence of the loving, compassionate Christ. It's important to remember that Christ is the, the, the divine physician, and he's the one who heals, who comforts, and consoles us. And so the very Jesus who cried at the death of his friend Lazarus is the same compassionate Jesus who ministers to us. And so one way just to put yourself into the stadium of inner healing is to say a little prayer to Christ, asking him to come into your life to help heal you. And Chuck, let me give you a shout out to the Catholic Diocese of Arlington, Virginia, because they have on their website a beautiful prayer of inner healing addressed to the risen Christ. I'm not going to read the whole thing because uh, it's a little bit too long, but let me just give you a little taste of what this beautiful prayer found on the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia's website says. It says, Lord Jesus, you come to heal our wounded and troubled hearts. I beg you to heal the torments that cause anxiety in my heart. I beg you to come into my life and heal me of the psychological harms that struck me in my early years and from the injuries that they caused throughout my life. Lord Jesus, you know my burdens. I lay them all on your good shepherd's heart. I beseech you by the merit of the great open wound in your heart to heal the small wounds that are in mine. Heal the pain of my memories so that nothing that has happened to me will cause me to remain in pain and anguish filled with anxiety. 
the prayer goes on and on. I don't want to bore your listeners by reading it because it's really a prayer. You need to kind of pray in a very reflective way as you think about your life. And so that's really the first principle of inner healing. And that is you do it in the presence of Christ because Christ is the divine physician. Then the second part of inner healing is, and this is the hardest part, you have to review the past event. And this is really the hardest part because so many of us, we live our lives around our wounds, evading our hurts, and skirting our scars. And so we rarely confront them head on. And and so really the second part of inner healing is returning to the scene of the crime and really dragging up the past. And be aware that this is not a waste of time because emotional hurts are just like physical wounds. They do not heal if they're neglected. They just simply become infected. They need to be brought into the light. And so we do as best we can. We try to relive the event as much as we can. But this does not mean that every wound should be confronted right now. Because we never want to violate ourselves or force ourselves to confront issues or events that we're not yet ready um, to face. And be aware of the fact that sometimes what can, what can really help us in inner healing is by verbalizing the event, verbalizing the experience to somebody in the healing professions, whether that be a counselor, whether that be a spiritual director, or whether that be, um, you know, like a trusted friend. Because remember, you know, if you remember when, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, the first thing he said to Lazarus, he said to the people after he had raised Lazarus, he said, unbind him and let him go free. And so Christ will help to heal us, but sometimes he, he leans on the help of professionals to help unbind us. Then the third step of inner healing is really another difficult step, and that is the step of compassion where we put ourselves in the shoes of the person who hurt us or the person who betrayed us. Because we need to get a sense of what was happening in that person's life. And so sometimes it's helpful to ask ourselves questions like, out of what emotional wound was the betrayer living? Or what pain filled the heart of the betrayer that would cause a person to react to us or treat us in the way that they did? Or how emotionally healthy is the person who betrayed us? You know, the step of compassion doesn't really exonerate them from the trauma uh, or the injury. Rather, the step of compassion just has that one simple step, and that is to walk in the shoes of the betrayer is to realize that crippled people cannot walk without a limp. And life being as it is, we are all limping. And then the fourth step of inner healing is calling upon the healing ministry of Christ. This is where we place our wound before Christ and we ask him to shine the light of his resurrected glory into the darkness of our hearts. And again, 
sometimes this can be quite helpful by by getting the aid of the co- people in the counseling profession, spiritual direction, or membership in uh, support groups or 12-step groups. And then finally, the fifth and final step, what I call claiming the grace of inner healing, is when Somebody comes up to you and they'll say to you, as they sometimes say to me, you know, where is that 13-year-old boy whose life came to an end when his father committed suicide? Or where was that young man who was devastated when he had to let go of his childhood dream of being a missionary in mainland China because the Chinese government discovered who he was? Well, when people ask us that, we can claim the grace just as they did on, uh, the, on Easter morning when the angel said, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. And so these five steps of inner healing, they're kind of like a process we constantly work on. And Chuck, by the way, I've kind of written up these five steps into a little document. And so if any of your listeners are interested uh, in getting a copy of that document, uh, I'll be more than happy to email it to them. They just need to drop me an email at shenfu, S-H-E-N-F-U, S-H-E-N-F-U at AOL.com, and I'll be happy to send them the document. Yeah, Shenfu, Shenfu at AOL.com. We are uh, talking today about inner healing. What's been your experience of that? When have you recognized the herd and realized uh, you were not only in need of some inner healing, but also then took the steps to begin the healing process? What's your story? Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio, man, The Relevant Radio. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Father Albert, a Franciscan priest and now chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas, that in the Diocese of Austin, Texas, talking today about inner healing. What's been your experience of that? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Albert Hass, you have been very, very open with us on this program. And I know you um, are not um, uncomfortable sharing it, but uh, growing up, uh, the story of your dad and can you walk us into that a little bit? And, of course, uh, the story for our listeners who don't know it, but how did you find healing from that? Oh, well, so it was a Thursday evening, October 22nd, 1968. Uh, the doorbell rang, and I was, I was upstairs in my bedroom doing uh, my algebra homework because I was in high school, and I ran down to open up the front door, and there were two policemen there, and they asked for my mother. And so as my mother was approaching, I sensed that something was wrong. And I remember asking uh, one of the policemen, is, is, did, did something happen to my father? And they said, yes, he had an accident. 
and then it would it would come out later that uh, he had taken his own life um, with a Brazilian gun, a Brazilian gun that he had kept. Um, and so, you know, that was a devastating, devastating. I mean, it really, it was a moment in my life, Chuck, where I really felt, um, I felt broken all of a sudden, like something snapped inside of me. And, and it would be years, it would be almost 14 years later before I was even ready to begin to deal with the reality of uh, my father's suicide. And I can still remember in preparation for my ordination to the priesthood. It's kind of common in the Franciscan order that uh, we're encouraged to, to seek out a counselor just for one or two sessions, just to make sure, you know, that we ha we don't have any unloosed, uh, untied ribbons from our past that need, you know, to be addressed. Well, so I, I started off on what I thought was going to be like a two or three week session with a counselor that went for over two years because I realized as I sat with the counselor, I had all this anger towards God and I was angry at God because I thought if God was such a loving God, why didn't he make the gun malfunction and my father would still be alive? I had all this anger uh, with regards to my father for the decision that he had made. And then I also had anger towards myself because for some strange reason, I, I internalized his death because I was, of, of the four kids, I, five kids, I was the closest. And I just assumed that something that I had done was the cause of his decision to take his own life. And, and so there was, there was a long period of inner healing. And that's why I say to people, you never want to force it. You never want to address something until you are really ready. And usually your gut will tell you uh, when it's time to address it. And also be aware of the fact, and this is this is a hard thing for, I, I hear this in in spiritual direction a lot, and I, and I hear myself say this to people, and that is some wounds and hurts cannot simply be prayed away. That we really do need sometimes to seek out the medical profession, you know, just as when you have high blood pressure, you see a medical doctor. Well, when you have pressure on your heart, you see a counselor. So, mm -hmm. um, but, it's, it's, but you know, for me now, Chuck, dad's death, as I think I've mentioned before on your show, it has become the greatest grace in my life. Because now, as I sit with people who have been left behind by suicide, and I begin to share with them, you know, my own experience with dad's death, they begin to see glimmers of hope, and they begin to see that this is not, uh, this is not the end of the world, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And so it's given me a real sense or an insight into redemptive suffering, that in the suffering that I've experienced because of daddy's death, I'm now able to kind of help heal other people. And that's why I say, you know, whenever you have a, I have, you have a, a profound hurt or some kind of tragedy in your life and you're able to work through it, 
one of the greatest gifts you can do is to talk about it to other people because we're all struggling with different issues. And most of us tend to think that, you know, my life has come to an end because I experienced divorce or I experienced suicide or whatever it is. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director talking about inner healing today. What's been your experience of that? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. And stay with us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Pro-Free Studio Line is sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. More information about their cell phones and monthly plans, all available at CharityMobile.com. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Chuck Neff, uh, with, along with uh, Jim Shaper sitting in the producer's seat today. Jake Moore answering your phone calls. And Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Father Albert is a Franciscan priest, chaplain at Cedar Break, Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas, that in the Diocese of Austin, Texas. Father Albert is also the author of 12 books on popular spirituality and his latest, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, now available for pre-order on Amazon.com. And uh, we're talking about inner healing today. Let's uh, just remind all of you that our phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Your experience of inner healing, certainly if you have any questions about uh, all of that and want to spend some time with us, we invite you to do that. Again, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And uh, talking about inner healing, and Father Albert mentioned that he has a, put together a little uh, a handout, we'll use that term. If you would like that, we invite you to email him and his email is shenfu, S-H-E-N-F as in Frank U, shenfu at AOL.com. And uh, he'll be glad to send that to you. And um, Father Albert, um, just want to mention, I, I know <laughs> with uh, with the pandemic and everything that's going on, Cedar Break, uh, you know, Catholic Retreat Center. How's that been going? I know you've been doing some online retreats. Has that been helpful to to your listeners or to your to your yeah. pe- to people you're ministering to? It, it really has. It's been amazing how how people have just kind of kind of you know stepped up to the plate. And actually, I have a day of recollection coming uh, coming together this coming Saturday, October third. It's going to be it's going to consist of three one hour conferences. We're going to go from nine a.m. Central to ten a.m. Central. We'll take an hour break. Then we're going to have a second talk from eleven a.m. Central to noon, and then we'll conclude at 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Central, and we're going to talk about how to hear God's voice in your life, especially during this time of the pandemic when God seems to have grown silent. So uh, people can sign up for this retreat if they go to the Cedar Break website, which is www.cedarbreak.com 
dot org. That's C E D A R B R A K E dot org. And you just click on upcoming events and they'll see the hearing, hearing the voice of God in your life retreat and they can sign up. And that's this coming Saturday. I'm quite, I'm quite excited about it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, cedarbreak.org, and uh, you can check that out as well. Talking about inner healing, I've got a lot of phone calls, but hang in there with us, mm-hmm. everybody. I've got to do a little bit of a follow-up with Father Albert. I just uh, want to thank you again for the honesty of uh, sharing uh, what happened with your dad and his uh, suicide. And I guess uh, two questions for you. Uh, was there a time when maybe you thought that that wound was so deep that it could not be healed? Well, it's not healed now, Chuck. But, but it stopped bleeding, and I, I've made my peace with it. And now it has really become, as I mentioned, it has really become a grace because I can now, I, I try my very, very best to minister out of that wound. Remember years ago, the, the uh, Catholic writer Henry Nouwen wrote that beautiful little reflection on suffering called The Wounded Healer. And that's really kind of, in many respects, I have a, a special kind of connection with people who have been left behind by suicide. And it's just been a, it's become a real grace. But to say it's healed, no, it's it, some, some wounds never heal, but they do stop bleeding and you, and you, they do become almost like uh, wellsprings of strength and holiness and prayer out of which you can minister and live your life. Well, and then when you talked about the five principles of, of inner healing, number three was compassion. And I know when you've told this story before, you really walked back in. You really were able to use your terminology early in the program, walk in the shoes of your dad. Yeah, because poor daddy, you know, he struggled with alcoholism. But more so than that, his life was just shrouded in secrets that we never knew about until after his funeral. He had lots and lots of financial struggles. And so he was just laden and burdened. If I could use this word, I always hesitate to use it because people hear it in a different way. But he just was laden and burdened with demons, with secrets, you know. And for so many people, I think that's what happens, that they get so wrapped up in their wounds and their hurts that they really be these hurts and these wounds become heavy heavy burdens that they try to get through in life with and sometimes they just they just don't have the strength the wherewithal or they just can't see themselves you know living with them for another day yeah Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, talking about inner healing today. And again, if you'd like to join us, what's been your experience of that? Toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. I want to get to some phone calls uh, real quick, though. just need to remind you that Friday, this Friday, is the deadline for you to enter our free drawing for our nativity set. Yeah, I know we aren't even to, to Halloween yet, um, but we just want to remind you that we are giving away nativity sets to 200 lucky listeners 
And we want to make sure you have yours in plenty of time to display it outside your home all through Advent and the Christmas seasons. So all you have to do to enter this uh, nativity set, valued, by the way, at more than $500, it's really, really nice. All you have to do is go to relevantradio.com slash nativity and register before Friday, October 2nd. This is a great way to say Merry Christmas to your entire neighborhood with your own beautiful hand-painted nativity set right in front of your home. Together we can impact our communities this Advent, making room for Christ inside our hearts and outside our homes. So sign up right now. You have to do it before Friday to win. You can do that at relevantradio.com slash nativity. All right, Father Albert Hass, let's get to some phone calls for you. Thanks for waiting, everybody. Let's start with Sarah listening in Pennsylvania. Thank you for waiting. It's nice to have you on the program today. Hi, I would like to speak with Father Hass about, um, I have had a problem for 50 years, and it's been like a little knife in my heart. When I was very young, I entered a community, I was a religious, and I wanted nothing else to do but to serve God and take care of, of his people. And something happened that trust was broken with me by the community, and I left. I, couldn't, I, I can't even understand why I left, but I did. And that has been a knife in my heart all these years. How do I forgive this? How do I forgive God? Well, you, let me tell you something, um, Sarah. I, you know, sometimes, as I mentioned, I, in one of my books, the one called Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, I, I have a whole chapter written about how to forgive God, because even though it sounds strange to say it, a lot of people have anger towards God. And, you know, how many people have left the church? How many people have given up on the spiritual life and they walk away shaking a fist of anger at God? And, and you know, as the, the best that I can do, and, and it's, it's what I do whenever I uh, find myself getting angry or resentful at the way maybe God is not answering my prayer, or when I see something happening in the world, and I begin to ask God, why on earth do you allow this to happen? You know, you have to just believe that God is always present in every situation. And my challenge is to pray the prayer of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, which is not my will, but yours be done. And so sometimes I will just stand in front of a, of a situation or a circumstance, whether it be in my life or whether it be in somebody else's life, and I just don't understand why God is allowing it. And I just, I breathe in acceptance and I breathe out surrender, which is just another way of saying, pray the prayer of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, which is, not my will, but yours be done. But remember also, you know, we, we have to be willing to let go of the grudge. 
Because I think sometimes what happens is we prefer to hang on to the anger. We prefer to hang on to the resentment. And the thing is, the beautiful thing about forgiveness, whether it's forgiving God or it's forgiving myself or it's forgiving my neighbor, the beautiful thing about forgiveness is it sets a prisoner free. And the prisoner is me, you know? Um, and, and so I just say you have to be willing to work at it, Sarah, because forgiveness of any, whether it's God, myself, or others, forgiveness does not happen by osmosis. And it's not a feeling. It's a decision. It's an act of the will that I have to challenge myself to choose and re-choose and choose again. Because it really is a process. As I've discovered in my own life, it really is a process. Yeah. Sarah, does that help? Well, I, I guess I have to think more about, you know, why, why is this coming back? Why am I holding mm. on to this? And, um, ah, great question. Great question. Because you know what, Sarah, when, when, I, when I look at my life and I look at the, the hurts and the grudges that I, that I continue to harbor, the one thing that I've yeah. discovered is it takes a lot of energy to keep a grudge alive. It takes a lot of energy to keep stoking the fires of resentment. And there comes a point when I have to say to myself, you know what, Albert, enough is enough. Let it go. This happened five years ago. This happened 10 years ago. Or in your case, Sarah, this happened 50 years ago. I mean, there comes a point when you say, you know what, I just have to, for my own peace of mind and for my own health, I'm just going to let go of the grudge. I'm going to make the decision to forgive and to move on with my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, Father Albert, back to your father's story and taking his own life, you talking about being angry at God. How did you deal with that? Uh, and how were you able to, to walk through that and, 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 and deal with it? Well, I mean, it, 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 it deals with the, the messy mechanics of forgiveness. Forgiving God is just like forgiving yourself, and it's just like forgiving your neighbor. It, it's a long process, but there comes a point, there comes a point, uh, Chuck, where you have to believe that somehow or another, God was in the midst of all that tragedy. And sometimes God is the first one to cry in the face of a tragedy because the greatest gift that God has given to each one of us, and it's the one gift that God chooses to be, uh, uh, to, to renounce his power in front of, it is human free will. And that's why our free will is such a precious gift. And that is why God relies upon us to help Jesus in building the kingdom. And so I have to believe that in the midst of, of daddy's death, in the midst of daddy's decision, in the midst of, of, of daddy's disoriented decision and his, his, his being burdened by secrets, that somehow or another God was present in the midst of that, if for no other reason than to minister to my mother and the five kids left mm, behind. Yeah. 
I mean, you got to believe that. That's the foundation of our faith. I mean, even when you look at it, Chuck, when you, when you look at Jesus on, on the cross on Calvary, and he thought it had all come to an end, and he begins praying Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Well, God didn't abandon Jesus. I mean, God was just waiting for the right moment to raise him up. And so we, this is the foundation of our faith, and we have to believe it. Yeah. Sarah, God bless you. Thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, let's get to another phone call. Dave, listening in the Chicagoland area, you're up next. Welcome to The Inner Life today. Good morning. Father, uh, yes, i I got to tell you this. I uh, lost my son a year and a half ago. He committed suicide, and I walked oh. in after he had shot himself. And that took part of my heart. Most recently, my wife died a month ago of the covert after I took care of her six and a half years. She was a stroke victim. God has blessed me. You know why he's blessed me? Because I'm not mad at him. I'm not angry at him. My heart is broken. I'm kind of torn apart. But I go to Mass every day, and I'm not angry at God. And I said to myself, how can anybody be angry at God? He is in charge of everything. So I just thought I'd call and tell you that. Well, David, let me just tell you real quick that God has blessed you with an abundance of grace. And and I hope that in the midst of those two tragedies in your life, that you continue to hang on to God because he has clearly blessed you with an extra dose of grace. Yeah, wow. Yes, he has. Amen. Yes, he has. Yeah. Other members of my family are angry and bitter at God, and I tell them all the time, you shouldn't be angry at God, but remember one thing, and sometimes we forget, this is not the end when we die. More importantly, God is in control. He's everything. Surrender every day like I do. Remember to the dear Lord every day, and you'll have no problem. Yeah. Yeah, and you, and you know, if I could just quote real quick, Chuck, you know, in, in Psalm 34, it says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and those who are crushed in spirit, he saves. And in Psalm 147, it says, God heals the brokenhearted. And I think Dave's witness certainly shows yeah. not only how close God has been to Dave, but also how God has really healed his brokenness. Yeah. Dave, God bless you. Our condolences uh, on the loss of your wife mm. and certainly your son as well. Uh, thanks for joining us on the program today. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, talking about inner healing. Let's uh, take another phone call. Kristen, listening in Michigan, you are up next. It's nice to have you on the program today. Oh, thank you. Uh, glad to, I'm glad to be here. I just wanted to share uh, about my own personal experience. Um, in college, I had an abortion, and it sent me on a path of a uh, very deep downward spiral, self-destructive behavior, um, alcohol, drug abuse, uh, promiscuity. And a few years after that, my father, who was only 54, died very suddenly of a massive heart attack. He brought me to my knees, shattered our family foundation, and it got me on a path thinking about how I was living my life, and mm -hmm. I was able to go to confession and get the abortion, 
and other issues in my life at the time. And I still... Yeah, we may be having a little connection issue here, Kristen. Uh, Father Albert, uh, we probably don't have the whole story, and there's more to it, but uh, forgiveness, healing, it's all exactly what we're talking about today. Yeah, and remember, Chuck, as I, as I was listening to her, I, I, Kristen, I was immediately thinking of uh, the great saint in my Franciscan tradition, Margaret of Cortona, who uh, lived a very promiscuous lifestyle uh, and then suddenly had this moment, had a moment of conversion and, and, and spent the rest of her life uh, living a life of penance and charity. But it, it just reminds me, and I hope, all, I hope all of your listeners remember this, no sin is written in indelible ink. That, you know, God's grace can erase even the most shocking and most disturbing of sins. Uh, nothing's written in indelible ink when it comes to our spiritual lives and the love and the mercy and the compassion that God so graciously and generously uh, showers upon each one of us. Yeah. Kristen, sorry we had a connection problem, but thanks for joining us. I don't know if I should ask this question, but I'm going to. So <laughs> when you're the show host, you get to ask questions. So uh, Father Albert, just talking about inner healing, do do sometimes uh, the events of our life, whether they're childhood or college or whatever that is, do they then sometimes become excuses for us? Oh, that's just the way I am. Oh, do I have to answer that, Chuck? You know the answer to that. Of course, of course, we can we can all bail out on personal responsibility. <laughs> Simply, I mean, and I think a lot of people do. You know, rather than work on ourselves and and rather than respond to God's grace, it calls us to better and better to to, be, to better and better things. We basically just opt out and say, "Well, this is me. This is who I am." And there's nothing I can do about it. And I just don't, I don't buy that. And how many times, you know, Chuck, how many times have I met adults? I meet adults, people in their in 30s, 40s, and 50s, and they go through life, they go through life angry at their parents. And I always like to say to them, your adulthood begins when you can begin, when you can forgive your parents. I mean, there's so much healing that has to occur inside of many of us because, you know, our parents were doing the best they could, but oftentimes we don't believe that. And so we go through life with all of this anger and resentment. Um, and the fact of the matter is your adulthood really, really doesn't begin until you can look back on your, your parents and say they were doing the best they could, you know. And we all have to forgive our parents in one way, shape, or form. But going back to your original idea, yeah, I think a lot of people just opt out on taking responsibility of their lives. Yeah. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. We're going to run into a time crunch here and not be able to get to the rest of our phone calls. But I do have a question. I guess maybe when we talk about inner healing, Father Albert, obstacles. What gets in the way? And I wonder, maybe anger, as you talked about, but maybe somebody thinking today, you know, the wound is so deep that I cannot be healed and uh, God doesn't hear me. Uh, the wound is too deep. What would you say to somebody listening today? Well, I... 
Well, I, I, it's, it's an idea, and I, it's very easy to sit back and remain stuck. And, and the thing is, if, if you remain stuck and if you refuse to get the help that you might need, whether it's through counseling, whether it's through spiritual direction, or whether it's just through talking to family members and exposing secrets that might burden you, unless you're willing to do that hard work, you're going to end up always looking at life through the glasses of your hurts and your wounds. And as a result of that, you're never going to be able to experience the abundance of life that Jesus calls us to. And so, you know, I always say to people, you don't want to violate yourself uh, and you don't want to force yourself to face something that you're not ready to face. But if you find something constantly perking up in your heart or perking up in your consciousness, that's your body saying to you, it's time. Come on, let's begin to deal with this. Let's move on so we can experience this wonderful life that Jesus calls us to and that Jesus kind of lays before us. Father Albert, about 30 seconds before we have to wrap up. Tell everybody again, ShenFu at AOL.com, and you have an inner healing handout for everybody today. Yeah, right. So they, if they just drop me an email, S-H-E-N-F-U at AOL.com, I'll happily send them this four-page uh, little handout on inner healing. It, it contains a beautiful prayer from the uh, Catholic Diocese of Ar Arlington, Virginia, dealing with inner healing. And if anybody's interested in that retreat this coming weekend on how to hear God's voice in your life, they can go to www.cedarbreak.com. Dot org. That's C-E-D-A-R-B-R-A-K-E dot org and click on Upcoming Retreats. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Uh, thanks, uh, as always, Father Albert. As you oh, know, we like to close uh, this hour with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Well, let me always, I always love to use the blessing used by Francis of Assisi. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you kindly. May the Lord give you peace. The Lord bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Albert Hass, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Oh, and uh, thanks to all of you for joining us, too. Top of the hour, we're celebrating Mass. Father Michael Brennan, our celebrant. Stay tuned for that. And we're back tomorrow. Hope to see you then. Day 22, Virgin Most Merciful, Pray for Us. The title, Virgin Most Merciful, reminds us of our Lord's words at the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. At the end of the world, when we're all lined up for Judgment Day and Jesus Christ is sitting on his judgment seat, I don't think any of us will be asking for justice, even if we're part of the peace and justice crowd during our lifetime. If we're honest with ourselves, we'll all be begging for mercy. I know I will be. And what is mercy? It means giving people a break, letting them off the hook, giving them a hand, cutting them some slack. Just like our Lord did with a poor woman caught in adultery. Woman, has no one condemned you? No one, Lord. Neither do I condemn you. And he never brought up the subject again. Virgin Most Merciful, pray for the church and our nation. 